wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. So there are many well-meaning, positively intentioned people out there who are doing nothing right now, and I'm talking about some of you right now, simply because... You have allowed stagnation to overpower your positive intentions. Dayolday.com. Pretty exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. Dreolday.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative, which is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of wait for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is we're going to identify when you may be falling victim to perfection as paralysis. Before we get into that, let me tell you that I have a text message line where I want you to text me and tell me the best insight that you have gotten from today's masterclass. My number is 305-384-6894. And make sure you reference the number of the episodes so I know which one you're talking about when you do so. And also, if you want to receive my daily motivation text message, which I send out every single day free of charge, everyone in my text community, text me at that same number, 305-384-6894. And, and tomorrow, when I send out the next daily motivation, you shall receive. But you got to text me first to make sure you're in my community. Secondly, the next step for you to learn from me, work with me, get your game where your game needs to be, continue listening to this show. But the next step to go deeper is joining the university. Work on your game, university.com. There are 20 plus courses in there where we cover things that you hear me talk about on this show, like mindset, discipline, confidence, mental toughness. We have courses on each one of those individually. We have courses on them. Got a course called Toughen Up that's all about mental toughness. Got a 30 days discipline course, my Bulletproof Mindset 2.0 course. It was so good. We had to make a 2.0 version. I have a next mission course, the work on your game system course, ASAP confidence, content machine course, business builder course, your body, your health. That's about your fitness and your nutrition, what you're putting in your body. All that is covered at work on your game university. We're going to be the holistic solution for all of your challenges when it comes to your business, your life, and everything in between. Join us at workonyourgameuniversity.com. There's always new material being added there. And listen, as the university grows and gets better, the price is going to go up. So the, whatever price you see on there now uh, is going to go higher when more material gets added to the university. So I would suggest if I was you and you knew what I knew, 
you would join that university right now. So go to work on your game, university.com and join the university. Now, to today's topic, perfectionist paralysis. I've had conversations with people ranging from those who are just starting out in their careers or businesses. I was actually just texting with somebody today who's in that position. They're trying to figure out what their career is going to be. And also I talk to people who are seasoned business professionals. And based on the revenue their business generates, these people are in the top 5% in America, not even the top five, top 3% in America in income earners. But despite whatever level this person may be at, people who are just starting out, people who have been in the game for a while, they have one common issue that I noticed. There are many common issues, but this is one of the common issues is that they hesitate to take action because their process or what they believe is their process is not as perfect as they have wanted the process to be. So because it's not perfect yet, they hesitate to do anything. This challenge of trying to be perfect before getting started, as I just explained, it afflicts all ranges of achievers, whether you are all the way up there or you're down starting at the bottom. So today we're going to address this and hopefully solve it for at least some of you. Definition of the word uh, atrophy, by the way, is not atrophy, excuse me, paralysis, which the furthest extent of atrophy is complete or partial loss of muscle function. That's what paralysis means. So if you've been trying to reach perfection and then not doing anything, you may eventually get to this point of completely or partially losing the loss of your muscle function. You have gotten into paralysis because you haven't been doing anything. You allow the muscle to atrophy, which means waste away and get weaker to the point that it can't even function at all because you aren't doing anything. You don't use it, you lose it. Everybody's heard that before, right? Point number one, today's topic, once again, is perfection as paralysis. We got to solve this. By design, human beings are incapable of perfection. Why do I say by design? See, it's a good sounding goal to want to be perfect at what you do, but the goal can never be achieved. And because of this, some people who take it literally that they are striving for perfection, what happens is it becomes a built in excuse for inaction. Well, because I'm not perfect yet, I'm not going to move forward. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to take this step because it's not yet perfect. Problem is you will never be perfect because you are not built to be perfect. You are incapable of perfection. If you're a human being listening to me right now, I'm talking to you. You are incapable of perfection. So your aim for perfection cannot and should not become a built-in excuse for inaction because no matter how long you delay, you will never be perfect. No matter what you do, no matter what you study, no matter what information you get access to, no matter who you get help from, you will never be perfect at what you're doing. I don't care what it is. So if you stop yourself or slow yourself from taking action under the ruse of seeking perfection, well, now you have a built-in excuse that allows you to do nothing. See, the way that the law of inertia works, the longer you do nothing, the harder it is to do something. Right, we know the law of inertia, right? That an object in motion tends to remain in motion. That's also known as momentum. And an object that is not in motion tends to remain not in motion. This is also known as stagnation. Some people incorrectly refer to inertia as they just refer to the stagnation part. But the law of inertia is actually both parts. It's both ends of the spectrum. One end of inertia is momentum. When you're moving, you keep moving. And the other end of inertia is stagnation. When you're not moving, you continue to not move. So some people have messed up the definition, but now I've cleared it up for you. That's the way that the law works. So whatever you're doing, you tend to keep doing. So when you allow stagnation to set in for long enough, that stagnation eventually becomes paralysis. Some of you may feel stagnant right now in terms of your fitness, in terms of your finances, in terms of your relationships, in terms of your career in terms of your business. Good thing about stagnation is that if you can recognize it, you can probably usually do something about it. All you got to do is start moving. 
start doing some things to create momentum and you can break the stagnation. We talked about momentum in episode, I probably talked about it more than once, but specifically episode 1324, how to create and keep momentum. And I'm going to do an entire episode on the law of inertia. I know I've talked about it a lot of times on the show, but I want to do a whole episode just on that concept alone. That'll be coming soon. Stay tuned for that one. But paralysis sets in when you allow stagnation to sit for too long. You notice that you're stagnant. You notice nothing is happening. And then you don't do anything about it. You notice it, but you don't do anything about it. Eventually, it becomes stagnation because you get so comfortable. I mean, excuse me, eventually it becomes paralysis because you get so comfortable in your stagnation. This is just human nature, folks. It's not that you want to be stagnant. It's just that you get anything that you do often enough, you get into a comfort zone of doing that thing and it gets harder and harder to break the longer you do it. So if you're doing something positive that is working for you, it's harder and harder to break the inertia of doing that thing over and over again. If you're a person who goes to the gym every single day and works out, or you have some type of workout routine, no matter where you do it at, and you do that every single day, it's hard to not work out. It gets to the point where if you don't work out, you feel like something's wrong with you and you got to do something because you're so used to working out. Your body and mind are used to you doing it. Your spirit's used to you doing it. It's hard to break that chain because you're so used to doing it. But you used to making money. It's hard to not make money because you're so used to doing it. So understand this law of inertia works in any direction, folks. When I do a full episode on this, you'll understand this even better. So when that inertia is stagnation of doing nothing, the longer you do it, the harder it is to do something because your body, mind, spirit gets so used to doing nothing. So there are many well-meaning, positively intentioned people out there who are doing nothing right now. And I'm talking about some of you right now, simply because you have allowed stagnation to overpower your positive intentions. See, what you got to understand is that in every one of us as humans, there's all types of battles going on. There are battles going on in from whatever's happening in our environments and what's happening inside of our minds. You may have the positive intention of putting good stuff in your body and doing good things with your body so you can get in and remain in great shape. But when you go out and I've had coaching clients of mine have had these challenges, they go to some kind of family gathering or some kind of social gathering. As soon as they get there, what's the first thing people do? Shake their hand, give them a hug, offer them a drink, offer them some food that they know they don't need to be eating because they're trying to lose some weight, offer them some illicit drugs that they probably shouldn't take, that they know they probably shouldn't put in their body. All right, these kind of things happen. It's a battle between what's going on in the environment and what your positive intentions are. You might even in your own home, especially if there are other people who live in your home besides just you, they may keep some things in the pantry or in the refrigerator that you know you don't need to eat, but because they are available and because you see them, you might reach for one just because it's there. Now, if it wasn't there, you would not go to the store and buy it. But because it's there, you might take advantage of it. This is the battle that's going on for all of us. This is why every discipline challenge is a structural challenge. See, when you change the structure of how you are doing things, when and where you're doing things, then it's much easier to be disciplined because now the structure's in place. So if you stay away from some of those social gatherings, which you might not always be able to do, it's much easier to avoid the drinks because now nobody's offering you one. If you don't have the candy bars in your pantry, then it's easy to not eat candy bars because they're not there and you're not going to go to the store and buy one. So you see how putting the right structure in place helps the inertia, again, if it's going in a positive direction, and it also continues the inertia when it's going in the wrong direction. All right. The laws of the universe do not care whether they are serving you or hurting you. They work the exact same way at all times. Point number two, today's topic, once again, is perfection. Identifying perfection as paralysis. Number two, good enough is often good enough. And you need to train yourself to recognize this. Things done fast are better than things that are done 
perfectly. Something that is done good and fast is better than something that's done perfectly, slow or never. And no human has ever done anything perfectly. So what you call perfect and it takes you a long time to get it done or you never get it done. It's better if you just got something that was good enough and you got done fast. In episode number 2177, we talked about when good enough is good enough. Remember the 80% rule. In most of life, the best you're going to get, any human being, any mere mortal, the best you will produce is about 80%. Now, you may not recognize what 20% is missing, but the best you're going to do is about 80%. Why? Because you are a mere mortal. You are an imperfect being. You cannot create perfection from imperfection. That's not possible. We are incapable of producing perfection because we are not perfect ourselves. All right. An apple tree can't produce oranges. All right. You're an apple tree trying to produce oranges when you're trying to be perfect as an imperfect being. You need to decide and create standards for what the good enough point is for you. Tim Ferriss, for example, in his books, he talks about this concept called the minimum effective dosage, M-E-D. What is the minimum amount that needs to be done that is effective enough for me to check this box and move on to the next part of this project or program? That's the question of the minimum effective dosage. One place that he used this to great effect, he used it in many ways, but in his book, The 4-Hour Body, and this is the book that I credit with helping me change the way that I did my workouts. This is in the middle of my athletic career. In the second half of my athletic career, because I used to spend 90 minutes, two hours a day in the gym, not on the basketball court, but the, the fitness gym, lifting weights, doing all kinds of stuff, training for my body. And it felt good. It was fun, but it was a lot of time. And when I read The 4-Hour Body, Tim introduced this concept, minimum effective dosage. How can I get into great physical shape as an athlete in like 20% of the time? How can I do it with much less time in the gym? And this is where I heard him talk about the minimum effective dosage. So, and I learned based on what I got from that book, I can get, have the same kind of outputs, the same kind of results physically and be in the same great shape fitness wise with 20 minute workouts instead of two hour workouts. That's the concept of the minimum effective dosage. You can use this in anything that you do, keeping in mind, again, the best you're going to do anyway is 80%. So anyone who's striving to get that last 20%, all right, that's where all the time goes. 80% of your time goes to trying to get that last 20%. But you can spend 20% of your time getting to the 80%. And that 80% good enough in many, many, many places in your life, 97% of the time in your life, that good enough is good enough. So you need to know exactly what the MED is for you in the areas which are important to you. Many of us lose a lot of time either striving for perfection in an area in which we will never achieve it or an analysis of whether what we've done to this point is good enough or not. That's why you got to have the standards in place ahead of time so that you know when you've hit the right spot and you can move on. When you have standards in place, you don't have these problems. Point number three, today's topic once again is perfection as paralysis. Number three, the universe, money, and people in general, you know what they respond to? They respond to speed. They respond to velocity. We do not respond to perfection because perfection happens so rarely that if the only thing we responded to was perfection, there'd be very little response happening in the universe and the whole earth might be frozen over because there'd be no activity happening. We respond to speed. We respond to things getting done. And most of the time, we do not demand perfection because most of us don't even know what perfection looks or feels like because as humans, we cannot create perfection. But we do respond to done. And when it's done good enough, that's good enough. And there are some things where you need to be a little bit more precise. Let's just say if you're building a down here in Miami, is a ton of construction. So if you're building a building, a 70 story building, you got to be pretty precise in your measurements and in the architecture and the physics. All that stuff has to be right so that when you know, the wind blows, once the building is built, it doesn't topple over. So you got to be pretty precise in that. But that's an inanimate object with humans. We're not going to be perfect. 
we respond to speed. We respond to things getting done. We respond to activity. There's all kinds of activity happening in the universe. And you ever done any kind of scuba diving or deep diving, you know that when you go deep down to the, the ocean floor or any body of water, you go to the floor of it, there's a whole lot of activity happening down there that you can't see when you're just looking at the water from standing on the, the banks of whatever body of water happens to be. The universe itself is actually moving. You know, right now, the planet Earth is literally moving right now. It doesn't feel like it's moving, but it is literally moving at all times. Any of you has ever taken a microscope to your skin, you will notice there's your body is moving. The cells in your body, there's actual movement happening in your body. You took a microscope to your hand right now. You would see that there's all kinds of movement happening in the cells of your skin at all times. There's all kinds of movement happening. And when all that movement stops, we call that death. When the movement in your brain stops, the movement in your lungs and heart stop, the movement in your cells stop, that means you're dead. And then there'll be a funeral for you. And that'll be the last movement of you. We do not respond to perfection. We respond to speed. We respond to activity. Every great company that you heard of and that you know of was not so polished and great when they first started out. Amazon, when it first started, was very clunky. And all Amazon sold when they first started was books. Now, how many people actually read books? How many books did you read last year? All right. How many books do you think most of the people around you read last year? Most people don't read books. <laughs> most books that get read get bought as gifts, believe it or not. And most books that get bought, I mean, most books that get bought, get bought as gifts. And most books that get bought do not get read. You know, the average book does not get read past chapter two. Any of you know that? That's true. And Amazon started their business only selling books. There's a reason why they expanded to selling other stuff because they weren't last long just selling books because people don't read. Walt Disney, the Disney World Parks. Know that when the Disney World Parks, any of you haven't been to Disney lately, I need to go to Disney as a matter of fact. I got a plan on going this year. But the Disney World Parks, when they first opened, were not completely ready. And the story is that when the parks first opened, that Walt Disney had his employees go around to, you know, the plants and the flowers and stuff there. They weren't all in bloom or they weren't all planted yet. So he would have his staff go around to random weeds that were growing where the plants were supposed to be and put signs up next to the weeds that identified the weed as some type of exotic plant from some far off country just to fool people into thinking that that is the way that it was supposed to be. Apple, for example, they were not amazing when they first launched. Those of you old enough to remember may remember that the first iPhone did not have the ability to copy and paste. You cannot copy and paste with the first iPhone. It just did not have that functionality. But all of these companies, Amazon, Disney, Apple, we all know who they are now. You can all even picture their logos when I say them. They all got started anyway, and they fixed things along the way. That's what they all did. They started and they moved. Facebook, when it first started, Mark Zuckerberg's slogan, internal slogan for Facebook that everyone came to know about was, quote, move fast and break things, close quote. That was their idea. Move fast and break things. And Facebook is still going pretty strong to this very day. And Facebook makes a lot of money every single year and is the biggest social platform out there in terms of their overall number of users and the amount of information and data that they have on the people who use them. They all got started at the good enough point. And what is good enough? Good enough is good enough that we can put a minimal viable product out into the market that people can actually use. And we will fix things along the way based on how people respond and based on their feedback. So Tim Ferriss had the minimum effective doses. That's like What's the minimum amount of effort that I can put into to get the kind of result that I want that's good enough? 80% result. The minimum viable product, any of you who's in marketing or entrepreneurs, any of you who creates products and puts them out, 
The minimum viable product means your product does not have to be perfect. It just needs to be good enough to help people move forward and start to get a result. And then you take care of the rest later. Any of you who creates courses, understand that you can launch your course before you finish the entire course. You're putting out an eight module course. Listen, you only got to finish modules one and two, get modules one and two done, launch the course, sell the course, and then just create modules three, four, five, six, seven, eight after people have already bought the course because they they're not going to get up through modules one and two before you finish modules three, four through eight. Just launch it. Minimum viable product. What's the minimal thing that you can put out? Again, Apple, you couldn't copy and paste with the iPhone. They put the phone out anyway. They didn't wait for it to be perfect. And then over time, it got better and better. And now we have the phones that we have. What iPhone are we on now? I think I'm one behind the current phone. I think it's iPhone 14 now. I know I have iPhone 13. I think we're on iPhone 14. The whole point is they put something out there and they figured it out along the way and they made it better as they went. They got started good enough. And remember that done is better than perfect. Let's recap today's class, which is identifying when you are allowing perfection to put you into paralysis. And again, this affects people at all different levels, people at high level of performance, people who are just getting started out all have the same challenge. Let's let's address it. Number one, by design, human beings are incapable of perfection. It's a good sounding goal, but what it becomes is a built-in excuse for inaction. And what happens is it becomes stagnation. When you're sitting around, the law of inertia makes sense to stagnation, allow stagnation to happen for so long, paralysis sets in, and then you can't do anything. Number two, good enough is often good enough. Listen to episode 2177. Remember the 80% rule. Most of life, the best you're going to get out of most people, most of the time, is 80%, which is good enough. 80% is good enough. When you were in school, you got an 80 on the test. That was a B. All right, that was a solid grade. Now, I know some of you are super high achievers and you demanded A's of yourself. People like me, all right, C's get degrees. I was good with an 80. All right, good enough is good enough. And 97% of your life is good enough to just be good enough. Think of, remember the minimum effective doses. What's the minimum amount that I need to get done here so that I can move on to the next part of what I'm doing? For most of you, there may be, maybe one area of your life in which 80% is not acceptable and you have to go a little bit further and get to the highest point. I have some people who I coach, some people in my university who are like that. There's one area that for everyone I'm thinking of, for each one of them, I'm going to think of one area for them in which 80% is not good enough everywhere else. Be okay with 80%. Good enough is good enough. Move on. Number three, the universe, money, and people in general respond to speed. We do not respond to perfection because it is very rare. And as an imperfect creature, you cannot create perfection. Apple trees cannot produce oranges. Every great company you have heard of was not polished and great when they first started. Amazon was punky. Disney didn't have all their plants. They put fake signs up to weeds and called it some exotic plant when it wasn't. Apple's first phone couldn't copy and paste, but they all got started good enough and they figured it out along the way. Facebook said, move fast and break things. Remember that done is better than perfect. Text me and tell me the best insight you got from today's class. My number is 305-384-6894. And go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. Get into my next mission course, my business builder course, Bulletproof Mindset 2.0 course. Get into these courses. You get access to all of them and you have access for a lifetime in the university. Again, workonyourgameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre, all dead. I want you to send a text to this number 305-384-6894. That is my direct text number. When you text me there, you'll be part of my texting community. And that means you're going to be receiving my daily motivation text, which I send out every single day to keep you sharp, focused, and mentally on point for the day in front of you. Send me a text at this number 305-384-6894. One more time, 305-384-6894. Get daily motivation.